Before we get started here, let me just show you. You look at the elbow. Just watch the elbow. Watch the every elbow. Time. Every time. You'll never miss. Without You're miss. not looking at my elbow. <laughs> no. Without. I'm looking at your nice eyes. Look at my I'm elbow. looking at your nice eyes. <laughs> Grab the KY and get yourself ready. You got some slide to do. Oh, hang in now TL and the boys. Maybe some critters too. So get your phone and get on the gram. You know where to find the man. Slide. What's up, y'all? Welcome to episode 10 of the DM DM Monday podcast. I'm Trey Lewis. This is my fucking podcast. And uh, these are my co-hosts, Matt Burrill and Trey Bonner. How we doing, guys? It's good to be here. I just spilled a whole bottle of water on myself. I uh, just want to let everybody know, Burrill's still here. He made it another weekend on the road. Yeah. He's not fired. So Hell yeah. Good. Yeah. Dude, it was um, a fucking great weekend, though. It was good, man. It was great. It was a long drive, and I was kind of tired. Yeah, we went to, um, well, the thing is, is we went out to Colorado. Yeah, we got to talk about that. So, well, first of all, congrats on 15 years of sobriety. Yeah, exactly. Celebrating another big milestone for you, man. Congratulations. Rock and roll. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I blew my diet, though, when we were three weeks on the road, just killed Dude, me. Dude, it's just that we had McChickens for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, I had to call Kara, I had to call Kara <laughs> really? on the way over here. I was like, Breakfast and dinner, not lunch. <laughs> I had to call Kara today. I was like, look, this is what's going on, man. I don't want you to think I'm being weird or anything, but like, I fell off my diet when I'm on the road. I fucking hate myself for it. I'm trying to detox off caffeine. I have a headache, you know, and just letting her know. But we're going to get back on track, you know. I can't be fat. Like I'm still fat, but like when I start to get like really fat, these two X shirts like start to feel tight. Yeah, and like if I ever go to a three X, just fucking go ahead and sign me up for a heart attack. You know, <laughs> damn, that ain't good. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, what you you were saying, Barilla, you were leading the charge here. Um, Colorado and Texas. Me and Bonner weren't there. Um, you, McElwain, and the rest of the boys were out there. How was it? Yeah, the new crew. You had Alex and Ross out with you. Yeah, what was Tortellini like? It was Grace. Um. <laughs> Tortorigi. Tortorigi. Tortagarino. Yeah, we might hire him and just let y'all switch out TM duties since you get on everybody's nerves so much. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, I am from... So here's the deal. Here's the deal. I am from New York, though. Like, Here's the deal. Burrell always, like, his job's good. He's going to have a job here, but he gets on everybody's nerves and we always fuck with him that he's going to lose his job. He's not really going to lose his job, but he takes it to heart and he like starts yeah. this weekend. He called Alex. He was like, yeah, man, I just think Nick Haynes is going to be a good tour manager. It's like, no, it's not uh, the deal. Well, yeah, man. I mean, I'm just, I'm proud and I enjoy what I You're do. Doing good. And take I, was, a lot of I talked to Boudreaux the other day. Nice. Uh, yesterday, actually, we talked for a good little while. Boudreaux is, he's TM. Front of house, front of house and production, production manager. manager for Muscadon. And uh we were just talking and, and um but you know, if you if you look at how far how much you've grown, dude, like since day one, how much we've all grown, I mean it's really astonishing. You yeah. know what I mean? It's pretty crazy. Yeah, we've had to grow, man. It's yeah. continued to cool. get bigger and bigger. It's cool seeing the Snapchat memories pop up from a year ago of the different shows that we were at and from being in the van and driving all around and now being in a van wagon. Van and wagon or bus. bus or whatever, you know? Yeah. So yeah. so how were Colorado and Texas? How was that private Colorado, gig? Colorado was cool. Texas, we did like this private event. There was like 60 people there, but we got paid really good. And then I was like, we're going to the strip club. 
And uh, we went to the strip club. Neither one of y'all were there, but mm-hmm. it was a good time. We had a good time. At one point, everybody was doing something crazy. Not everybody <laughs> in the crew went, but we had a good time. We've got we've we've had you had the two Nicks. Yeah, we had the two Nicks. We had Nick Gorman and uh, Nick Haynes. Nick Haynes. It's uh, Nick Haynes is one of my best friends. We wrote Little Tired together. We wrote My Way together. We've written a lot of songs that are unreleased together. Um, He's, I think he's putting out some music that we wrote together. So y'all be sure and go check him out. But it's been, uh, it's been fun having, you know, me and Nick before the pandemic and before and during the pandemic and before Dick down Dallas. I mean, we, if I was down here on Music Row, I would just pop in at his house and hang out with him and Chelsea. But now, since life is so busy, I don't get to see him that much. So bringing him on and adding to the team is like just hanging out with one of my friends. That's fucking cool, you know. Yeah, he, remember we used to go to his house and play like Can Jam and yeah, I miss Nick. You know, bro, that's one of the OG videos of Dick Down yeah, in Dallas. Is on it. his front yard. Yeah, in his front yard. So um, it's cool having him out on the road. Yeah, yeah dude, he's killing it at merch too. Like he's learning yeah. how to. It hasn't gotten the. the I mean, crowd it's already in sale. Yeah, he has a sales job. So you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The crowd, the crowd hasn't worn him out yet because no. this past weekend shows. Well, first talk about Beanville. Yeah. Dean and the crew. What was what well, was first that of all? I want to talk about coming back from Colorado, from Grand Junction. The that voyage. long drive. I mean, we left at five a.m. on a Sunday morning, and we we didn't. The only time we stopped was for gas. Right? You drove some. I you mean, Alex drove some. Um, Ross. Ross drove some, and then we finally got to a point to where like I knew that my fishing trip was. You know, this week, Monday through whatever. And this is like, Saturday at 5 a.m. that you yeah. guys left, not Sunday. I think we left at Sunday. Sunday, because yeah, the show is Saturday night. The yeah, show is Saturday? Saturday? The show is Friday? The show is Saturday. Saturday. Oh, damn. So we left, and then, like, we had, like, six hours left, and Alex was just, like, tapped out. Everybody was tapped out. And I was like, I was like, fuck it, I'll drive, you know? Like, I want to get back so me and Bonner can get down to Beanville and catch some monster bass, you know? And um, I got behind the wheel. And then that's when I decided I'm drinking caffeine, baby. And yeah. I got an energy drink and I drove straight through. Dude, the funniest, I want to tell the story because it's hilarious. So we, uh, I get up in the, in the, in the driver's seat and Alex was like, well, I'll just ride with you. And he, and Alex had been awake for only like two hours and he couldn't get the gas car. I mean, he'd only been awake for like two minutes. He only had like two hours of sleep. He couldn't get the gas car to work and he was just like pissed off. And I was like, where the fuck's Ross? Where's this? Where's that? Just asking him like a million questions. He looks at me like he wants to kill me. He's like, I don't know. You know? Yeah. And, uh, I was like, look, don't be getting smart with me. He was like, I'm going in the back. And he just deserted me. And I was like, fuck this motherfucker. I hit every goddamn bump. In yeah, I'm going to hit every bump I can. I'm, I'm hitting there. I'm hitting bumps. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Dude, in the, in the bandwagon, it's just like, fuck it. You'll fall out of the top bunk if somebody hits a bump hard yeah, enough. Yeah, riding, riding in that thing, trying to sleep in there. It's just like, it's like a, a Penske truck with beds, that's, literally. Yeah, that's why I like driving. And I like having that bunk in the front. Yeah. Rides very smooth up front. So I drive. I just drive straight through. I get us back. We get back to um the kroger parking lot in hermitage at like 10 10 a.m i go home i put my clothes in the washer and uh put, put them in the dryer get them out put them in my suitcase bonner meets me at the house at three o'clock and then we drive all the way to beanville which is like eight hours we get there at like two in the morning yeah we sleep like what like an two hour and a half two hours, and a half maybe. hours but we had lost an hour or gained an hour gained an hour and then we get up in the morning and we went fishing for the next three days um, we ate at this place called Fat Bellies down there. It's a barbecue restaurant. 
Dude, it's fire. You would love it. You ate there every day it. for lunch. The last day, I was like, Dean was like, y'all want to get some lunch on the way out of here? Because we parked up my truck at Dean's and then yeah. had y'all pick us up. And like, uh, he was like, I said something about fat bellies and they acted like they didn't want to go. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> so we ate fat bellies again. And really they'll probably good. never go back now that we ate there um, four days straight. Yeah. Y'all have heard me talk about Beanville Plantation. I oh, know it's not Plantation. It's Beanville Outdoors now. Yes. So y'all have heard me talk about Beanville Outdoors. It's the big bass factory. We got a ton of uh, content. Bonner's going to yeah, put together a, vote- a video and we're going to post it. It's going to be cool. Um I'm still on the hunt for my double-digit bass. I still haven't caught one yet, but I've caught some big ones there. I caught a seven this time. I caught an eight the time before that, and I've caught, like, two fours. And I mean, really, honestly, there's nothing in those lakes under two pounds. So, I mean, we caught some fours. Bonner caught, like, how many fish you catch? Uh, probably around 10 or so. Yeah, yeah, Bonner. I was Bonner mostly just tanning and shooting yeah. video, but I did yeah. caught a couple. Yeah, he caught a couple, and uh, so it was exciting. He sent them to Jasper. I sent him to Jasper. I wanted him to know I could catch more fish than him and Gullies and Alex Kendrick put yeah. together. Yeah, Alex Kendrick ain't got shit on me. And dude, I don't know if Dean and his and his wife were just being nice to me, but like they were like, You're really good at fishing. So I feel like every time I go there, like I learn something else. Dean just knows so much. We went to their house afterwards and like he was Google like Earth and- he was like nerding out on Google <laughs> Earth and showing me like how you can go back to like um recent like like the uh, the previous years and like look at lakes before they were built and stuff and see stuff that you can't see anymore because wow. it's covered up by water so like every time i go man i just learn something more about it whether it's about vegetation or like where fish are or something like that like it just makes me better honestly i mean it's, it's an expense it's not it's expensive to go fish there like when you find out the price you're like holy fuck but if you like look at it as like this is going to make me a better fisherman. a better fisherman like and I'm going to catch some really big fish and I'm going to have a good time then like it's totally worth For it sure. an escape from reality and it, yeah it's an More escape from reality I mean and they don't only do fishing there I mean they I do mean. hunting uh, they do duck hunts that you can kill alligators there like they do it they do it all and it's like they have cabins you can eat three meals a day there. You know, four course meals. Like we didn't do that this yeah, time, no. but I mean, I still enjoyed our fat um, bellies. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's just a good time, man. There's there's low cell cell phone reception, so it's that like, was nice. Yeah, it's it's good to have a you know time not to look at your phone. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And then uh, we get down to uh, Florida. We had a special guest with us this weekend, Big Tom. Big Tom. So Big Tom is my point at Sony Music Publishing. For those of you who don't know who the hell Big Tom is, but it was funny. I kept telling people he was my dad. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm bruised, and I couldn't figure out why. I'm pretty sure it's because every time we would uh, almost hit a curb or hit a car, oh, you Tom, mean, Tom. While, while Greg's just like <laughs> try, while Greg is. Uh, uh, Wild Greg is a um, venue owner. Is a venue owner. There's, a, lot, there's Pensacola, Indianapolis, Austin, and Lakeland. Lakeland. Yeah. So we played the one in Lakeland this week. But um, so we've done all of them. We've done two of them. We've routed two of them with Kid Rock dates. And he takes us to the Kid Rock show at the amphitheater. And dude, he's like, he's telling us about this island that he has. St. Gregory. St. Gregory, yeah. And he's like driving with his knees and like just like talking, like looking at me. 
and Bonner and sticking his phone in our face and Pretty looking sure at us. Bruce, every time we get near a bump or a curb or a car, Tom would be like, like oh, God, I can't believe. Yeah, I, I finally breathe. just said something like, just called him out on it. When I called him out on it, y'all died laughing. He was like, yeah, you're just going to kill us, Greg. Yeah. yeah. The, the, sh- sure. the shows were pretty fucking solid. The this shows weekend. were awesome. Friday night was freaking sweet. Um, I know like, we put, what was the name of that place? Renegades. Renegades. So the PA was just like awful. It cut off like six times. But, you know, I was talking to a friend last night on the phone and I was like, man, if I haven't, if I hadn't pl- played covers for six years and four hours straight, I would have never known what to do in that situation. But it's like we didn't even skip a beat. You, you just know? went right into live like you were dying. Yeah, and just had like started crowd. playing covers and made the crowd sing them. Like mm. it was badass. It was, it was, uh, so we kept the energy up, but I remember when they finally got everything kind of working again, because like I ended up having to—I don't know if y'all know this or not—but I sang in the house mic. Oh, I handed you the so, microphone. So yeah. that that was coming out of the house speakers, wasn't yeah. coming out of the PA. Yeah. And um, so in my ears, I couldn't hear my voice. Yep. So my voice is fucked now. But um, so I just took one out and tried to rock it, you know. But I remember walking over to the talk back, and I was like, "Drop D section." Friends in low, dick down in Dallas, we're out of here, you know? Yeah. But we still played, like, what, longer than a 70 minutes? Of- no, you guys played about, I mean, with with everything, I mean, you guys probably played about an hour. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah. Good that enough for good. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. And, man. The, and the, you know, the promoters and everything, the, everybody was happy. The crowd was yeah. loving it, man. And uh, West Palm Beach, they know how to get down. And I have a lot of people, you know, come up to me and be like, man, you handled that, you know, perfectly, like, you know, we had a good time. And- West Palm was a blast. Um, the storms were crazy, man. Florida weather is fucked. One minute, it's like 90 degrees and great. The next minute, it's fucking pouring rain. And then the power can go out. And then this and that and the other thing. Definitely some uh, experience what it's like on a big level to see some confusion yeah. out there with the weather. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, we were just laying in the dark, basically, because there was one chair in our dressing room. And there's four or five of us. Four yeah, of us. going back to Big Tom, big uh, Saturday night show, Tom was so tired that, like, like our green room sometimes our green room has couches in it when we're with Kid Rock yeah, but yeah. sometimes like we just get the small room with like one chair in it yeah and Tom was like so tired from the night before he just <laughs> it's just like a seven year old laying on the floor taking a nap using somebody's backpack for a pillow it was hilarious and then we're in our green room and like the, the power's going on and off and like you know the storming like you said and all of a sudden I just hear somebody outside of the window going whoa and then I think Bonner and you goes, dude, Ric Flair's outside. Yeah, looked out the window and was like, oh, shit, there's Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, Ric Flair. So I wanted to I wanted to meet him at first, but then I was just like, fuck it. I'm not going to bother the guy. Yeah. He posted a picture of yeah. him and Bob and the those girls they were with. Yeah. I thought those were his daughters. I mean, they might have been. He tagged them. I didn't know who yeah. they were. Yeah. Who knows? But he tagged them. And it was like right in front of our green room. Yeah, that's crazy. Looked like it took over an iPhone. I could have helped him out. It's one of those surreal moments where it's just like, damn, you know, six years ago, if you would have told me I would be doing this, right? I would be like, yeah, right. Probably two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome because your mom got to come too. Yeah. Yeah, Wendy and Joel were having a party on yeah, Saturday. They had, they had a good time. Yeah, that the Wild Gregs in Lakeland was probably my favorite. That, I liked it more than the Panama City show. I mean, Pensacola? Was, the PA was just like so loud. Yeah. It was roaring, and uh, the crowd was just – we had that fight break out in the crowd. A bunch of women. 
yeah. bunch of women and then dudes. And I mean, the the Wild Greg security takes care of business. You know, yeah. Wild Greg runs runs a runs a tight. I saw ship. you running over there at one point. I was like, "What is Burrell doing?" <laughs> I was like, Burrell's gonna break it up. He's having flashback <laughs> PTSD from his from Broadway whiskey yeah. row days. Yeah, yeah. Did you get involved in that? Um, no, but I, I watched security um, do what do what they did. I was making sure nothing. I when I saw that when I heard that there was something, I thought that it might have. I always make sure that nothing goes near the stage and make yeah. sure nobody's throwing shit at you guys or any of that stuff. Yeah. But but yeah, no, the, that was the highest energy Wild Greg show because of course I missed the first one. One day COVID never forget. Yeah. Um, the um, that was the wildest Wild Greg show that I've ever seen. It was fun, man. It was a good time. And then we left that night, and y'all dropped me off at my truck, and me and Bonner, dude, I felt like we were never going to get back to Nashville yesterday. Yeah, it was a haul. I don't feel like I slept that long, did I? But my favorite, no, my favorite, th- oh, Bonner fell asleep. Bonner always has his neck pillow when he rides with me, and it's like the yeah. thing. I slept good. from Auburn to Birmingham, I think. Yeah, we stopped in Auburn, and he took a shit, and he got back in the car. He was like, I feel great now. <laughs> Dude, we, listen to, we listen to a lot of great music together. Oh, yeah. mentioning Big Tom, he has this playlist on his like personal Spotify that's called Songs That Exist Because of Me. And it's just full of bangers. <laughs> it's fucking dude. bangers. He was like, I'm not going to send y'all the link because, uh, you know, yeah. being guess, humble. Yeah, he, he was trying to be humble. And but, I was like, fuck this. I'm going to Google it and find it. Yeah, Bonner found it. So. It was a straight banger. It was like five-hour Dude, playlist. there's so many songs that They're all like radio smashes. Yeah, they were number like number ones. one bangers. Yeah. That's wild. Thank you, Tom. I listened to it today as well. Yeah. He definitely doesn't watch this. He might try to cancel me himself if he watches this podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, coming up now, uh, back in the Southeast um, with those Kid Rock shows. Yeah. ATL, uh, Charlotte, Raleigh. Atlanta. And then I'm playing a show in Thursday. Did you hear about that? Yeah. We do we? <laughs> I think it's what that we, isn't it? What did Alex call it? We do we. <laughs> we do we. Yeah. It's, uh, this girl hit me up on Instagram. It was like, we have a little restaurant here. And I was just like, I told Alex, I was like, dude, if they're willing to pay the minimum, then like, fuck it, let's go, you know? I'm playing a 90-minute set acoustic with Terry, like, <coughs> sorry, you know, whatever, and let's, let's go get this bread, you know? Because um, I'm planning to do an album, so let's like, say, let's, let's save up some money. So, Hell yeah. 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 I'm planning on cutting an album in January and put out around this time next year. So that's the plan, a full-length album like 10 to 12 songs. But before then, I'll still be putting out singles. So don't worry. There's going to be no shortage on music. Plenty of music coming. And then yeah. the following week, back at full strength with the full band, we're going to Texas. We're doing Buda or Buddha. I've heard I've heard it both. Everybody I've, calls it, everybody there calls it Buda. Buda. Well, Tracy from there keeps saying Buda. Uh, like I talked to her. She called me today and was like, yeah, we had a great time in Buda. And I was I like, is know. it a be- so it's it's Let's weird. Call her right now. It's like a tomato. It's like it, a tomato tomato. Well. Oh, she they had a they had the owner's birthday party there last night. Ramona Ayala played like the big well, she um might, she might not answer them. She was she was hurting this morning when I was talking to her. She might answer. That'd be this is great. Psycho and then call Buda. Psycho but they're not from there. They're from I feel like they gotta be hip enough to know. I mean, yeah, they do live in Austin. Yeah, Ingram, send me a voice memo what it is. Buddha. Historic downtown Buda, downtown Buda. The Buda drugstore. Buda. Buda. The downtown Buda. Buda! Exactly. We're going to be at Mavericks down there, full band, and then we've got, um, you're playing at um, 
the Houston Amphitheater in the Woodlands with, yeah. with Bob, and then an after party at Rowdy's in Spring, which is that bar that we did. Okay, that I, I was wondering if we were playing an after party. I just yep. didn't see it on my calendar. Yeah, that, that sandwich place across the street is pretty good. Yeah, the sandwich place across the street was good. Remember we went to that like Chinese restaurant? That's where you there? and the girl like made out in the alley. I, I, I crawled, yes. Yeah. I had a good time. Um, and there was like the dance floor. <laughs> the merch girl? There was like yeah. the dance floor like around the um, around the bar kind yeah. of thing and then, i think that girl hit me up on it some girl had sent us a message on instagram it's like hey i sold your merch for you somewhere at this place do you want me to drive down and do it at this place so maybe she was wanting some more or some more burrito like we got a merch guy now but you can do another job <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and then next saturday i think is gonna be one, probably one of the coolest moments of the kid rock tour what is that dallas. you singing dick down in dallas in right. fucking dallas texas dallas texas that's With gonna Ken- be cool kenzie will be there hopefully I, yeah. yeah word of word of the week courtesy of jack cape yeah boondoggle yeah i've never heard of that i haven't how bought- do you use that in a sentence what what did that didn't alex say something he that, said what it meant yeah shit show clusterfuck challenging adventure what is it it says that boondoggle is a shit show clusterfuck challenging adventure my love life is one big boondoggle Clusterfuck like shit show challenging I, I, adventure. I mean, clusterfuck. Do y'all say clusterfuck? I say, yeah, cl- I, all the time. I, I say clusterfuck all the time. Yeah, I've never heard of that ever. I don't know what this. That must be some mobile, mobile shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Them yeah. damn, them damn little dude. Man. Jack Cape is probably one of the funniest humans I've ever met. In really? My life. Have y'all, have y'all ever met him? Yeah, uh, yeah. We, dude. He calls Alex every day, like just to talk shit for like hours and he will talk forever until alex is like all right jack i gotta get back to work you know or like whatever but he's awesome man this i'll tell you this story about jack it's hilarious so um alex manages winston ramble and winston ramble it was like alex's 30th birthday and they played a show up in um florence alabama (laughs) and i went because you know back then i was not playing that you know I, i i mean i still played every weekend but you know every now and then i'd have a weekend off and I went to the show. It was like in this little place. It was pretty much, it was like a small like show or whatever. Alex got up and sang that night. It was his birthday. He got drunk. I saw his wiener for the first time. And uh, I don't know why I felt that was important to add, but it happened. And uh, Well, we're fucked. We're fired. We're fucked. You can just edit that hey, out. Hey, who do, we have, who do we have coming on next? Well, we got but a game anyways, I'm finishing my fucking story here. And... Uh, so I was like, fuck this. I'm going to get Jack as drunk as I can. And Jack gets drunk and uh, he ends up like cussing his girlfriend out and making her cry. <laughs> oh, no. And Which is now his wife, you know. Oh, good. And uh, he's like, and Wendy, Alex. Alex's mom's name is Wendy, too. Oh, perfect. And he spelled, she spells it different differently. But anyways, it was just funny because, you know. I was like, I'm going to get this guy drunk. You know how I'll do that to y'all. Unfortunately. That is, that is, yeah. that is what you do. And, uh, <laughs> we got anyways, a game to play. A game to play? Yes. Alex compiled. Let's uh, do that with Jordan. We're, do, we're doing all the segments. Oh, we're doing all the game se- with Jordan? Segments are number huh. four, Bonner. Oh, I didn't look at that you're, part you're, yet. you're an office administrator. Yeah. 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 What are you doing? I mean, damn. Yeah. Well, can't, I guess I'll throw my phone back across the room. <laughs> can't believe you work here. Fuck. <laughs> Who do, we, uh, who do we got coming on as today's guest? Uh, so we got Jordan Rager. Um, he's been out on the road with us. He's a great guy. And um, he's uh, somebody that, you know, I've looked up to for a long time um, in the songwriting world and in the artist world. And uh, I'm excited about having him to sit down with us and have a conversation with us about life and music and all that cool stuff. So here's our interview with Jordan Rager. 
Before we get started here, let me just show you. You look at the elbow. Just watch the elbow. Watch the every elbow. Time. Every time. You'll never miss. Without You're miss. not looking at my elbow. <laughs> no. I'm looking at your nice eyes. Look at my elbow. Look at your nice eyes. <laughs> it works. <laughs> You're not good, it. damn it. You'll never miss. We had to practice. Jordan Rager, what's up, man? How you been? Ah, I feel like I haven't seen you in a month Sunday. So five no. ten, baby. What have you been doing? Did you say I'm five ten? Yeah, I gotta hype you up for the internet. Apparently I've been growing. Damn. I say I'm not five ten. How tall are you? Five seven. Yeah. Yeah. How tall is Bonner? Five four. Well, five, four. well yeah, the I last think- uh, last year when I was out with y'all, we had a discussion about this. We and like, we're like back to back. I think we were like same height, right? Like he tried to tell me he was what what five, five four and five, three fourths. Five four and three fourths. <laughs> but he's he's almost eye level with me if we stand just like eye yeah. to eye. So I was like, hey, I'm five I know for a fact I'm five seven. So You're one of us is lying. Taller now that you haven't got your hair cut. I think so too. I yeah. look like a fucking Muppets character when I take my hat off. <laughs> but dude with your Air Maxes you gotta be at least five ten. These definitely are. Oh, those are Air Max 90s, right? Yeah. That's, this I is love, my favorite pair I of sneakers. Air Max 90s. Off white, baby. I, I had uh, I had a gray and um, like black color, like an off gray. Mm-hmm. I've got a pair like school. that I wear back to the gym. Back when I wore Dickies and like Taltees and shit. Back when we were athletic. Yeah. You played football, I played baseball. I, I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't really athletic. I was more like, <laughs> you know, a gangster. I want to be gangster. I was bird. Yeah, T Bird. I had a I had a one of those Atlanta hats, but it was like green and it was like a pinstripe and it had my I had my Birdman stitched in the back of it. I like it. It's my drug selling days. What did, what <laughs> what does the side of your shoe say when you first walked in here? It's really I thought it was Sharpie. Oh, it's really wait, funny. So like Randy wrote you a love letter on there or something. <laughs> So the off-white shoes will have like this is what like the inside of like yeah. Nike. The idea is like is like the shoes turned inside out. So um, my mom actually bought these for me for Christmas one year because uh, I sent them to her because she asked for Christmas gifts all the time. And um, so I sent her these pair of shoes and I was like, these are kind of like way expensive for like what I usually ask for. So like I'm not expecting these in any way, shape, or form. And then she ended up buying them. And then Christmas morning she was like, I thought I messed up because they just had the writing all on them. Like I yeah. thought like she's like, are those supposed to be like that? Yeah. You know? <laughs> How do you See, clean them? My mom's hip, you know. How do you clean them? Uh, he just doesn't wear them that much. You have like an extensive like shoe collection. You're a right? sneakerhead, right? I'm, I'm a sneaker guy. I'm like yeah. a wannabe sneakerhead. I would say I'm a wannabe sneaker guy. Like there's some guys in town that have like 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 Mitchell Timpenny has a yeah, room has a in his house for his shoes. That's full, it. Full of Jordans, right? Just just shelves, a room as big as this one with just shelves, just Jordans. Do you it's watch insane. Uh, the Complex show, the sneaker shopping on Complex? All the time. Dude, it's awesome. I've never seen it. I just sit there and nerd out. Like about the little yachty one where they go to his house and it's just like three episodes and it's just like, fuck. Yeah. How many pairs of Jordans do you own? Man. You're a ones guy, right? I like ones, uh, but I'm, I'm not like just a ones guy like I, my one of my favorite pairs of shoes is the uh bread fours those are solid i love that pair of shoes um my first pair of jordans ever was the rookie of the year the gold ones with the the mj stats around the flaps um man i got into shoes a couple of years ago and it's the damnedest thing because it's you think like i'm gonna look so cool yeah but then like most people that you come across like don't actually know anything about those shoes so they're just like oh yeah cool sneakers bro and it's like it's almost like yeah not, but when you do meet somebody but when you do like, meet somebody and they're like hey bro yeah, nice shoes that's a that's a sweet about. compliment i feel like it's like a location thing because like i feel like nashville's 
kind of there, but not there yet. Have you been to the Soul Collector in Hendersonville? It's like a boutique sneaker shop, and it's like somewhere you'd see in LA or Vegas. Yeah, I've heard about it, but I haven't been. It's I don't have that awesome. money. You should at least go in and look. It's solid. Do some window shopping. I wish I could get away with wearing like sneakers, but I think um, you could. Dude, just gotta I, find the right I, pair. I bought a pair of Converse one time because like I like the old school look, and I was like, man, I'm gonna look so badass in these. They were they were black, but like in the insole was like red. Yeah, and black and red together is really cool. I mean, I, yeah, I know you're a Georgia fan. So. About to say the coolest color scheme you can come up with. <laughs> I mean, I'm more of a crimson guy, but you know, we're not going to talk about that. So we can if you want to. We can if you want. We can for once in my life. We can if you want to. Yeah, we can talk about it if you want. But I bought them, dude. I look like fucking clown wearing those things. I wore them one night and never wore them again. Now I will say, um, there have been several pairs of shoes that I've put on that I've been like, oh hell no. I can't pull these off. But you see somebody wearing them, you're like, damn, I wish those looked like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I've seen so many on like, you'd be on Instagram or wh whatever social you're scrolling through. And I'm like, that's a cool pair of shoes. And then I'll like find them somewhere or whatever. And I'm just like, nope, I, I can't do those. Can't pull them off. Me and Bonner went uh, fishing last week. And uh, this weekend I was like looking at my feet. I was like, what are these dots on my feet? And they were, it was a croc tan. It was a crock tan. Yeah, yeah you'll, you'll get that with yeah. the holes, man. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, you'll, you'll, you will get a crock yeah. tan unless I mean, you got the little dude. decorations that they have where you can Bonner. like plug the holes. I got the gibbets on mine. Do you? Yeah, I will agree that Crocs are the most atrocious, but like, they're cool now though. They're so comfortable. Yeah, I mean, I remember start, I started wearing them like four years ago. I remember I had a status on Facebook. I was like, "What's the, what's the hate with Crocs?" And I was at the on the beach family trip, and I went and bought a pair. But now everybody wears them. I'm not saying I'm a trend starter, but I'm just saying that <laughs> that like I started wearing them before they were cool. But I mean, they're apparently they're cool, but they are like they look disgusting. You know what I mean? I'll but say I love wearing them. I'll say you said like you wish you could pull off sneakers. Like yeah. sometimes I wish I could pull off Crocs because yeah. like I put them on and I'm like these are comfortable as hell. Yeah, but then are. I see myself in them and I'm like take them off. Take it can't, off. I can't yeah. do that. You yeah. know. Nikki T just got the you know like Yeezy made a uh, made like take out the slides. He has the slides, but they're from China, so they're not like they're, they're like. He got the reps. He got the whatever the knockoff one is. Yeah. He ordered them on the internet. I can say this because he brags about them being the knockoff one, but they're like the most ridiculous looking. Oh, thing. he got the foam runners. Yeah, they're like pink, like weirdest looking thing, and it's like only. But Nikki T put them on, and it's like they fit him perfectly. Like Nikki, was, Nikki T can get away with wearing anything that he wants. I, I played his uh, rowdy on the row round on Saturday, and I'm pretty sure he was wearing those. Yes, yeah, he had just gotten them in. <laughs> yeah. My best friend from college got me a pair of Yeezys for Christmas, and I'm scared to wear them outside. I don't want anything to happen to him. He got me the the reflective ones, like that, uh, like tan reflective ones that just came yeah. out. I'm scared to wear them outside. I don't want nothing to happen to him. Damn. I get it. I mean, they're expensive, man. Like, I think if I was like in Vegas or LA or somewhere that wasn't a lot of like dirt, I probably would wear them more. But you just can't do that in Nashville. It fucking rains every fifteen minutes. Dude, it's I true. like wearing socks with my Crocs. Like, Dude, I feel like when I don't wear socks, like I just get like dirt and stuff under my toes. Oh, you definitely do. Sock it before do. you crock it. Yeah. So you rock. So you rock the sock and crock. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Gotta get protection. I'll do that sometimes, but I'm I'm going commando today. We're yeah. just going for it. <laughs> no four wheel drive. I wore shorts on this last on the last podcast we were on, and I remember just like. <laughs> so did you sit like that? No, I, just, I just remember like watching it back. I was like, that looks fucking terrible. So I threw on my jeans and came today. Well, did you sit like that the whole time? I did. Yeah. I <laughs> <all> I <laughs> it, it hides my gut. So you know what I mean? I'm I like just going to sit here and look I, less fat. I put on real pants for y'all today. I'm, I'm, but dude, you said, ready to see you said a year ago. Has it been that long since you were out on the road with us? You're in Raleigh with us. Was I was thinking of the Raleigh show that it we was did. Like yeah. Last it was summer, like August, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. This is, 
That was yeah. a fun show. Y'all got drunk that night. I did. Oh, John, Johnson <laughs> County or Jackson, Jackson County's that finest? That was the night or? of the puppets. McElwain. Yeah, that was McElwain playing with the puppets and us jamming to Nickelback and Limp Biscuit and Creed, yeah, like well, nonstop. Y'all stayed up to like five or six that morning. Yeah, we, 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 yeah we stayed the night in Raleigh that night. Yeah. I had at a vegan restaurant last night. I was like, Jordan's going to fucking think I'm weird as fuck. <laughs> I was like, I had fucking a kimchi we, sandwich the, for dinner. We did Boathouse that weekend. Too, it was right? Boat, yeah, it was Boathouse the night before, which that one was good too. But the one I remember from that weekend was Lincoln Theater in Raleigh because I remember waking up the next day. The day we were in Raleigh, I remember waking up on the bandwagon and just getting like vicious motion sickness. Like, I don't know if you even know this, but like, I was like, I remember I saw uh, Terry and Mitch in the lounge when I rolled out of my bunk and they were like, so dude, how you feeling? And I think they thought I was hungover. But like I was like so ill that I couldn't speak, so I was just like ah, and then like ran to the bathroom in the back of the thing and did my business, laid back down, and I was good to go. So I was thinking that show was going to be miserable, and for me anyway, and it ended up being like the it was a great time. We had a lot of fun. One thing I've noticed about when we have Jordan out on the roads with us is that he has people that show up to see him. They don't yeah. give a fuck about us. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's not true. Well, you know what I'm saying, but well, it, it, it is cool that people come to see <laughs> you know and see you play. You've got fans all over, man. It means the world to me, man. Like walking around for CMA Fest this uh, past week. Um, you know, first of all, Nashville hasn't done CMA Fest in two years, and also yeah. where I'm at in my career right now, like I'm just not playing as many shows as I used to. And uh, there's still people that show up to these shows yeah. and like care that I'm gonna be somewhere. Yeah. And for you know. A kid that moved from a small town in Georgia that just like literally would have been happy doing anything music related for that to be like where I'm at in my career. Like I can't really complain about anything. Yeah, let's get into some of that. So you're from Georgia. What part of Georgia are you from? Little town called Loganville. Yeah, where is that? It's um, about an hour and some change northeast of Atlanta. And then a little ways southwest of Athens. Same, so. same town Nick Haynes is from. Okay, sweet. I didn't know that. And John Langston. Yeah. John Langston. Mm -hmm. Did you and John Langston like meet in high school or what? Uh, shortly after high school. I was yeah. 19 and... Is he uh, older or younger? He's young, he's older than me. Okay. And uh, I was younger than everybody I, I've met until yeah. recently. <laughs> like, I swear to God, there was just... they. I was just the youngest person of every friends group, every circle that I was in for the longest time until recently. And I feel like it happened like that, you know? Like I went from like rookie to veteran in no time. Oh, dude. I and mean, I've always felt like the old guy everywhere. So See, I always felt like the young guy. Yeah. How old are you? 28 now. Ah. But I moved to Nashville when I was 19. So I was like the, the greenest I could be in like every room I walked in, I was the newest guy. Mm. If you were like, oh, how long have you been in town? I hated that question because my answer was like 15 minutes and that doesn't impress anybody. In right. fact, it almost sets you like farther back in their mind because they're like, oh, you don't, you ain't been here long enough to know, yeah. you know, so. Was that your, was, uh, what was your first like musical thing in Georgia? What, how, what got you into the music? I was 14 years old. I mean, I know like a lot of the great songs you've written and all this stuff, but I've never. I was watching you on like, YouTube where, back where in the it day. all started, you know? Yeah, I've, I've seen, I've, I've dug into the um, old JR YouTube files as well. Sitting yeah. on the bed of your truck playing covers. You know, it was that and then like playing gigs around my hometown for the longest time. I think the first one I played was a July 4th festival when I was 14. It was like the yeah. first time I ever performed in front of somebody. Like I sang in church. My dad is a pastor and, uh, he was the one that kind of encouraged me to like start singing. Mm -hmm. um, and so I started singing a little bit here and there in church and like that was fun, but like I could tell I wanted to do more than just like, you know, church songs. And so I started talking to my mom about like, what if I 
started playing shows and I didn't even know what that meant. You know, like what does that even mean at 14 years old? I couldn't play guitar. I was, I was barely a singer. I just liked doing it. And my mom, who is the best mom, shout out to you. You're going to hate this episode, but I appreciate you watching anyway. Um, (laughs) Mom, God bless her, drove me to everything that she could have drove me to, to make Mm -hmm. sure that I played every show that I could have um, within a couple hours radius of our hometown. That's awesome. And, you know, I never made any money off those. It was every one of them for the first, like, three, four, five years was for exposure, just like, you know, everybody does. And mom didn't take a dime. She just drove me around and was super thankful to make those memories with me and, and be a part of like me chasing my dream. Yeah, dude, that's great, man. You never, you never, uh, you know what I mean? You can't ever relive those moments again. You know what I mean? And nothing can take them away from you either. You know, some of my fondest memories of like playing music is still those three, four hour, like acoustic shows or full band shows were like, you know, you're all, playing. You're, all your friends are there. Your parents yeah. are there. Like your parents' friends are there. I had this. There was. There's a bar that's not there anymore in my hometown. It was called American Tavern, and that was like my home spot. That was yeah. that was home field for me. Um, I did like one Friday every month, and we always packed it out with all of my high school buddies. Yeah. And then 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 it grew to other high schools around our town started. Yeah having people show up then it ended up being like a um competition with like the high school football games because yeah. you know like i said friday nights and in, in small towns like where we're from is like that's a big deal and you know then it was like there was just as many people talking about you know oh man we're gonna go see jordan after like the first half of the football game or we're gonna go to the concert and then go to the second half of the football game or whatever was going on and it was just um it was a fun time man because like it was just for fun there yeah. wasn't uh it wasn't music for anything other than just the sake of making music and having all your buddies there. Yeah. So how did you meet up with John Langston and all those guys? Was that here in town or was that back home? Me and John met the same way. Didn't you write She's So Georgia? I did. You wrote that and uh a so, bunch, so a couple of other ones, but So me and John met the same way you did actually. He yeah. slid into my DMs. Really? Uh Hell yeah. You were on Instagram, he was on Twitter. And That's uh great. so uh he I, I I had heard Forever Girl, yeah, just like through who the, didn't, yeah, in the southeast. <laughs> I bro. mean, just from being in Georgia, you heard yeah. Forever Girl, yeah. and I was like, I, you know, like this guy's music. I don't know anything about him, and then one day, all of a sudden, bang, he just shows up in my DMs and was like, dude, I see you're from Loganville. My family lives here, and I was like, shit, my family lives here, and we still lived both in Georgia at the time. Yeah. So we got together at one of the local Mexican restaurants in our hometown. There's several, yeah, and. Uh, we had lunch and got to know each other a little bit. And then we actually went back to his parents' house and started writing what became the EP that had uh, Running on Sunshine, She's So Georgia, and um, Stronger Than Whiskey and Middle of Nowhere were the four yeah. songs on that. Me and, me and John basically started those four songs that day, like the first day we met. We were like, yeah, we can get some lunch and like maybe kick some song ideas around. And yeah. I thought what you know like i'm just gonna get a buddy out of this yeah. and and here i am you know all these years later i'm leaving on wednesday to go on a writer's retreat with him to write oh, for yeah. his for his yeah. first record man it's it's so yeah, cool i think mckinney's somewhere down there yeah. writing some songs with him this week i think matt's on the first block and then i'm on yeah. the second well fuck it you know yeah what I, mean? <laughs> I don't want to hang out with mckinney no way <laughs> yeah so. you know oh, fucking <laughs> too many words Tall motherfucker. Right. fuck you McKinney. Dude, i swear to god when me and him write songs i'm like all right did you leave some words at home today yeah i don't need you bringing all your words yeah. into my songs today yeah, yeah. love Can't that guy breathe man. when He's i awesome. sing matt mckinney songs oh <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, dude, that's crazy. I just remembered uh, Langston busting on the scene and like, you know, I mean, the only person that I can like really think in the Southeast that's been like that, you know, you know, it was Corey Smith and then there was John Langston. I mean, dude, like everybody went crazy when they heard John Langston. I remember I started working with Cape, you know, Alex, my manager, and uh, he was like, we got this guy, his name is John Langston. I was like, I know John Langston. Like, I know who he is, you know, because Alex ran production. He said that he ran production for you. Yeah. And uh, Travis Denning. Travis Denning. Frat shows at Auburn. Yeah. Yep. A couple of times. <laughs> Several but, times. <laughs> anyways, like, so like you guys were, you know, like that whole crew was kind of like, you know, something I looked up to. I mean, y'all had really had some, you know, I'm not saying you don't now, but y'all really had something special in that, you know. In that era of music, I remember I opened for John at like this frat party in Tuscaloosa. You know, I did that a few times. Well, I remember one time me and Langston opened for Corey Smith. Yeah, uh, at in Auburn, and actually this might have been one that Alex was working. Uh, I don't remember because we had too much fun. But um, <laughs> man, that was uh, it was such a fun time to like be. You had so I met Langston was like the first guy that I met that like did music. I didn't know many people that did music growing up. Yeah, like. Like I said, my town's not like the smallest one in Georgia, yeah. but like there wasn't many people that played music or even cared about it. Yeah, my buddies same. were like, "Yeah, Leonard Skinner," but that was it. Like yeah. they didn't care about anything else. Yeah, it was like you had a burnt CD. You had like in my hometown, you had a burnt CD, and you had like Tupac, Mike Jones, Jason Aldean. Who the hell is Mike like, Jones? You know, Mike Jones. Like, <laughs> but you had it all on one CD. You know what I mean? And you just Leonard Skinner, like. You know, some classic rock, but it was just like one CD and that's all you listen. You just rode around and listen to it. I have a funny story real quick. When I was, so I mentioned my dad's a pastor yeah. um, and, you know, my mom and dad were like, you know, on the stricter side of raising us and they weren't like bad, bad, but they, they had, they had certain things they didn't want us listening to and watching. Um, and uh, I remember when I was a kid, uh, you know, I moved to Loganville when I was 12. I actually wasn't born in Loganville, but that's where I did most of my growing up. So anyway, so I started sixth grade. Uh, not knowing really anybody and um, most of the music that I listened to was like country and that was it yeah because that was really all that like was exposed to me at the time and then I learned about rock and roll and hip-hop and 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 you know just other popular music when I was in middle school so I started burning CDs like ripping songs yeah. off LimeWire yeah of course and then I would burn the CD and then I would write like casting crowns on it yeah or like Chris Tomlin on it nice and then I just put it in my CD player and then if, even if my folks happen to see it they just be like oh that's good he's listening to the to the good yeah, stuff that, you know so, music. now if they had ever put it in the CD player I don't know yeah. what I would have done but um Go but man it was five, a, two, six, that was on there <laughs> yeah. but man it was a fun time to come up with music i had langston that i had started working with i met a guy named thomas archer out of milledgeville georgia who's written a couple things for combs yeah. and aldine yeah. now uh me and thomas thomas was my first co-write ever first person uh, i ever sat down to write a song with um he showed up to my parents house when i was 16 and we wrote a song two songs that ended up being on an independent cd that i put out a long time ago and um that people still ask me to play they still show up to shows and ask. And uh, what are those songs called? Burning Gasoline was one of them because that was the title of the album. Yeah. And I'll have to think of the other one. I'll come back to it. But uh, around that time, I started meeting. Uh, I met Travis Denning. I met Cole Taylor. Um, I met Farron Rachels. I met a lot of people that were already making their way up to Nashville. Well, this and, is already before you moved up here. Yeah, this was. I was making the trip up to Nashville before I even moved up here. Yeah. Uh, I've been in Nashville officially a uh, little over eight years, but I've yeah. been coming to Nashville for well over 10. Oh, wow. So, you know, I, I was making the trip back and forth to Georgia to just 
right with anybody that I could. What or, is that like coming up here and not being able to go out to the bar? It sucked. Yeah. It really sucked. But then sucked. when you turned 21, you were living here. It's like... You know? Oh, it, it made everything easier. I can tell yeah. you that much. I was never much on... Like, I went out and like I still go out. Like, you guys have seen me go yeah. out. But like, I don't really... I never cared that much about like the whole like let's go to you know town and just like drink our faces off all night or whatever yeah, like that's exp- never been it's expensive it's expensive and it's hard on the liver it's hard on the mind it's it's hard on the body and it was just never my bag no judgment for anybody that wants to do that and i've i've still got those nights in me but it's just I, not something i ever wanted no, to do I've all the time <laughs> but at the same time i wasn't able to go out and see people and do things so yeah. it was tough it was like you know everybody was like all right we're gonna go to whiskey jam tonight because so and you know jonathan singleton's playing and cadillac three's gonna headline and i'm like cool i'll be playing call of duty at home yeah um, I, I can't go <laughs> yeah i'm not old enough that's crazy yeah i didn't know that uh you that you you know y'all started all four of those songs on that ep i mean i used to jam that thing dude that's freaking sweet so how do you get oh so my first experience of knowing who Jordan Rager was is I was married at the time, I was sitting on the couch. You were on the voice, right? Yeah. Yeah. For like a minute. And what was the song you auditioned with? It was a Brantley Gilbert song, right? Chicken Fried. Oh, Chicken Fried. I yeah. thought it was country must be countrywide. Did you sing that on the show? <laughs> no, but that would have made a I lot more sense. I know you didn't want to talk about this. <laughs> no, I totally I right, totally cool. talk about this. I don't mind yeah. I don't mind talking about the whole voice thing. It was just something that like like when people find out I was on it, they're always like, Tell me everything. And there's not that much to yeah. tell. I was yeah. seventeen years old and I had no fucking clue what I was that doing. That was before you moved up here, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. My mom talking about my mom. My mom signed me up for that and like i didn't even know about it was that before or after you met john before before i met john when i was 19 this was when i was 17 i was still in high school so he had he had like forever girl and you had like the voice thing going on so y'all you know it was kind of cool it's like we're both big dogs back then well i don't know that we we definitely didn't feel like big dogs we just we just felt like like two but you had a i mean y'all had a better start than you know most people i mean if you you know i mean you got a good song that's doing well and Hell, you've been on TV when you're 17. That's pretty cool. So that's know? the thing about. I mean, I guess it's just standard for Georgia guys. You well, know? <laughs> that's <laughs> the thing. We just get we we just have the easiest path yeah, uh, yeah, in country music. Yeah, we just get we exactly. get perks nobody just, else. Just gets. hop on yeah. I 24 and you'll yeah, be right. you're here. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Just say you're from the Peach State and they just automatically yeah. like you more. But yeah. we'll um we'll get in more into that later. But uh, no man, it was like um. It was just just two dudes that like really liked making music that found another person that liked making yeah. music. And I think it was like the first time for both me and him that like we had ever I know for Langston, like I remember uh when Langston played his first show like ever. Wow. And he was texting me beforehand like man what do i do to like prepare like i'm a little nervous like what like do do i do vocal warm-ups like do i what do i what do i do and i'm trying to like you know give him like i don't have a regimen at the time i'm 19 i'm like i don't know put a dip in and like say a prayer i don't know like that's 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 all i would do but you know it was um it was fun man it it, what there wasn't any thought into it and sometimes i miss those days when like there wasn't like uh there isn't a, a reason behind what you're doing. You're just making music with a buddy. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's when it's fun. Now, I remember seeing you on The Voice. I was like, that guy's pretty good. Hell yeah. And then, like, the YouTube thing, you would sit on your back porch or your truck and play songs every week, you know? I had a manager at when I was 19 that was, um, I'll just go ahead and tell you who it yeah. is. It was Outing's daddy. Uh, I knew I knew Jason's family for a long time in Georgia um, before I, you know, moved to Nashville yeah. and, uh, we got connected at a show I played in uh, Rockdale somewhere, 
And um, he just kind of helped me out with like stuff around, like he knew people in Nashville. I didn't know anybody in Nashville. So he'd hook me up with rights and shows and meetings and whatnot. And uh, through that, I met Jason. And, you know, Barry was, uh, Barry was the one to have the YouTube idea. I hated that idea. Because my only thing was like, once I started to get really serious about music, and it was shortly after I did The Voice, because The Voice taught me something that I didn't know about myself yet was like, I wanted to write songs. Yeah. Like on the voice, I was singing somebody else's songs and it yeah. felt like I was like a fish out of water. I didn't, yeah. it was a great experience for what it was. Like as 17 years old, like that's a thing that like I've looked back fondly on, but like, it it's just, like, it's like you look at something like that and it's like, okay, well, like I don't want to be fucking the contest singer for the rest of my life. And know? I also cared about like the craft of songwriting yeah. and, and that wasn't what that show was about. So yeah. it just wasn't, you know, it, it was something that made me go like, cool, I want to write songs. And so when Barry came to me with the idea of like, what if you did like cover songs on YouTube? I was like, I hate that idea. Yeah. That's like the opposite of what I want to do. <laughs> but he talked me into it and I was like, at the time, I was like, hell, what's the harm? You yeah. know, if, if it works, cool. If it doesn't, then I didn't lose anything for yeah. it. There's a, hundred maybe a thousand other people doing the same thing on youtube so maybe mine catch and they did for no reason i still can't figure it out some of those videos have got like 50 60 70 thousand views on like a cover of me singing like an fgl song and like you know it just became something more than i ever dreamed it would be and that ultimately led to me being in nashville because the guy that brought me to nashville jeremy stover watched one of those youtube videos that's awesome mm-hmm. so did you move here and sign a deal immediately or what pretty much yeah that's great i know and i feel like such an asshole saying that like for the longest time i didn't like telling people that who cares you know but like yeah so i i was uh 19 i'll never forget this jeremy stover called me and i had a 615 number pop up on my phone and i had no idea who it was but i knew 615 was nashville so i'm on the way to kroger in loganville to pick up groceries for my mother yeah that's what i'm doing when i get this phone call pick the phone up and he goes he's real country too he's hey boy uh this is this this is jeremy stover um i've produced justin moore and i was wondering what your availability is for the rest of this year this is august 2013 when when this is happening and i was like man i'm just booking up shows and also how'd you get my number and you know like (laughs) what's going on here i don't know i thought one of my buddies was like messing with me or what was going i didn't know what was going on and he convinced me that it was real and Brought me up to Nashville, introduced me to um, Pete Hartung, who was my first uh, real manager in Nashville. And he also managed Justin, so that was kind of that connection. And uh, they basically said they wanted to put me on tour with Justin Moore at 19 years old. And uh, Stover wanted to cut some sides on me, so he wanted to sign me to like a very – like minimal publishing deal and i had no idea like like, cut sides what the hell is that i didn't know what any of that meant cut (laughs) sides publishing deal like what what the i heard tour that was enough for me like shows yeah i heard tour with justin moore on the road with justin moore say no more so um that tour was an amazing experience justin and his guys treated me like family and they didn't have to because I found out later on that they found out that I was going to ride the band bus like the night before they left. Oh, so wow. like they like finally get their first headline tour and all the band guys were super stoked about having their own bus. Yeah. And then the night before they leave for the first date, Pete calls them and says, oh, by the way, we're sticking a 19 year old in the in the you know bottom left bunk. Yeah. Um, 
You got a bottom bunk? Take care of him. Oh, no, they, no, 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 no. I was. Top, baby. I was like, come damn, on, man. I don't even get a bottom bunk. You know how this goes. <laughs> oh, dude. And they, 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 they get, they showed me the ropes and they, they made sure I was taken care of the whole time. And then Stover made sure that I met everybody that I needed to meet my first go around here in Nashville. And, uh, can't thank that guy enough because if it's not for Jeremy Stover and if it's not for Justin Moore and it's not for Pete Hartung and Barry Williams, I'm not sitting here talking to you right now. Yeah, man, that's great. That's awesome. Um, that's wild. Yeah, see, what's funny is I remember so I interviewed you years ago on my college radio show. On Radio Tour. It was well, no, this was this was set up over Facebook with Barry Williams oh, and it was a phone it was a phone call it was it was a message over Facebook Messenger back when I was drinking I think I think I, yeah I was definitely still drinking cuz you were getting ready to go on tour with Justin Moore that's how long ago this was and the show was called you're going to laugh at it now cuz I'm I'm a New Yorker it was called Redneck Radio and it was this college radio show that I had but it's funny you bring up Barry Williams that's literally how I how I got my interview with you about eight, nine years ago. Is there any way to access that interview? I want to look back because I was probably drunk as piss on my college radio show well, doing that interview. And I was 19, so Laura yeah. only knows what I said. Yeah, it was. Maybe we shouldn't dig that up. Maybe we should maybe, just let maybe that maybe die. Maybe it should die. <laughs> yeah, Burrell, Burrell, showed this, uh, Burrell shared this. I don't know if you shared it on Facebook or just showed it to me, but he, his first interview was with Garth Brooks. It wasn't my first one, but I did. I got to his, interview him. He had his head buzzed, and Burrell's just <laughs> talking with his hands. <laughs> I, I was, I was, I was as he is yeah. now, you know, I was, I was I was an intern at an adult contemporary radio station, so soccer mom music, so like Bruno Mars, Taylor Swift, Bon Jovi, Stevie Nicks, that shit, the soft stuff. At one point, he was like, soft core baby. Don't know what to do with my hands. I, I, I get they they were like, hey, we know you like country music. You want to go to this Garth Brooks press conference at Yankee Stadium? I was like, fuck yeah, I'll go. And then they tell me when I get there, oh, so your interview is going to be at this time with Garth Brooks. I'm like, I didn't know I was interviewing, so it was like this nerve wracking thing where it's like he got thrown into the Yankee Stadium press room interviewing Garth Brooks. When, uh, and for you, like, like not, it's not Yankee just fan. the guy you're you're interviewing; it's the venue that you're interviewing him Derek, in. This is where Derek Jeter announced his retirement, Holy and I'm shit. sitting there on the stage, talk, trying to talking with my hands with a buzz cut, trying to talk to Garth Brooks. It was weird. So, when, like, uh, my question for you is: is like, you know, I mean, I've opened for a lot of people in my day, and I've, you know, I mean, I'm on tour with Kid Rock right now, and I've met people, you know, like we. Rick Flair was outside of my dressing room this weekend. You know, I didn't go up to him and say hey to him because, like, I'm not going to bother him. But um, <laughs> it was really hard not to do that. But when you're, when you, you know, as a young kid and you're on, you know, tour with these big people and you're, you know, getting managed by Jason Aldean's dad. And, you know, I know you got to meet Jason and be around him. I mean, how did you, like, you know, how did you deal with that? How did you, like, you know, contain yourself. Do you feel like you made any mistakes, like Tons. like German people? Yeah, yeah. You, do you have time. those regrets? Yeah. Like in all your head? the time. Like, I'm Jordan Rager. I'm, 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 well, you know? so first, first things first. Love if Ric Flair was outside my uh, dressing room, like yeah. I would have had to have asked for a picture. Yeah. I, shamelessly, I'd have been like, "I'm sorry." Woo! I was, go I I was going to, but I didn't. You know, I don't know. Uh, funny story. My dad, uh, my dad's church is uses a polling place. Sometimes Ric Flair actually voted at my dad's church one time because he lives in suburban Atlanta. Yeah, so. Um, man, I feel like um, there's only like a handful of people, to be totally honest with you, that like would get me. Yeah. And I didn't meet them right away. So I yeah. got to like be around guys like Justin and them like before I got those opportunities. Yeah. Now, I will say uh, one weekend we were we were out and David Lee Murphy 
yeah. was out writing with Justin, and that one was was one that like got me pretty good. Yeah, I was like, this is the guy that like 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 I'd listened to this dude my whole life. Have you, you ever know? have like those interactions with people that you like look up to, and then like you, I mean, you still think about it sometimes. Like, gosh, I shouldn't have said that, or like I shouldn't have done that, or like maybe I should have done that differently, or something. I'm sure I have. Yeah. Um, I remember the only one that I got that like got me really, really good that like, like I was nervous as hell to talk to the person was Chipper Jones. Yeah. When I met Chipper, um, I blacked out like, like I genuinely, I can't tell you anything. Like the only thing I remember from it was I had a song with his name in it at the time. That was like the thing I was pushing. Yeah. And so, um, it was the night that the Braves were honoring his election into the baseball hall of fame. And I'm singing the national anthem. So there's like a ton of shit going on on this night. And I'm going to do the anthem right after Chipper makes his like speech to the Braves fans. Yeah. And I'm going to walk back to the visitor's dugout and they're going to walk me back to my seat. And that's going to be it. Well, they walk me to the home dugout instead. And they go, let's get this meet and greet over with. And they open two doors and Chipper Jones is standing there and he spins around, sticks his hand out and he goes, what's up, Jordan? Good to see you, buddy. And I grew up a Braves fan. I went to baseball games my entire life at uh, Fulton, all the way back to Fulton County and Turner Field and, and now uh, Truist. Uh, lifelong Braves fan. Chipper Jones is my favorite player of all time. You don't know how you're going to react to your hero knowing what your name is until it happens to you. And um, I just under, I hope it was under my breath, but I just went, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Jordan? Good to see you. Holy shit. <laughs> Because then he followed that up with, hey, man, I love the song. Thanks for the love. And then from that point, it was just all black. I can't remember anything. I know there was enough wherewithal in my brain to ask for a picture because there is one picture of us that exists. And that was the thing, too, was like I was on my own. It was just me in there. It wasn't like like if like you did it and Burrell came like I didn't have like anybody with me to be like, let's make sure we get a picture. It was on me and I suck at that. I'm not good at the let's get a picture. But for Chipper. I learned that night that I can be good at it when I have to be. That's great. That's awesome. But, yeah. I got a question. When Please. were you in the Zaxby's wagon? The Zaxby's wagon? The yeah. old chicken truck. Um, that was... Uh, we worked at Zaxby's? Or no. What? No. I, uh, I did a Zaxby's tour. Oh, nice. Yeah. Zaxby's sponsored a tour I did. Um, I did a, I did the, um, the uh, Zaxby's Insane Music Tour uh, the tail end of 2019. It, it was like uh, August, September, and October. We did some dates. Um and uh, I drove around in a Sprinter that Zaxby's wrapped in a van. In fact, I'll have to find the picture and show it to Fuck y'all. Yeah. But uh, it had my face on it. Dude, that's big, awesome. Big, dude. They pay for your gas and everything or what? Uh, I think like they just reimbursed me when I okay. got back or yeah, whatever. But cool. um, I had to drive myself. So it was really funny to be in on that tour and like driving down the interstate. <laughs> I'm just, you know, just driving this thing. And it was funny to watch people like pull up next to me and you'd see them go, because my face is on the side of this van. It's just you can't exist. Yeah. I mean, literally just yeah. cheesing like I, like That's as great. big as I could be. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, the the so chicken tour I, was fun. One thing I do like, when I've noticed that when you play with us or if I see you at a round, is how you intro all out of beer. <laughs> 
So um, if you haven't heard the song All Out of Beer by Jason Aldean, go check it out. Jordan that's just wrote it. that's just me. That's self-deprecation me thinking I'm funny. Yeah, that's great. Um he's like, "What how do you how do you do it?" Should I give tell, it, should, should I give him. it away? Yeah. Okay. All right. So if you if you've never seen my acoustic show or my my full band show, uh I'm about to give away one of my secrets. So, uh I wrote a song on my first cut as a songwriter is a song called All Out of Beer. It's on Jason Aldean's record called They Don't Know. I don't tell people that. The way I intro it is I go, do we have any Jason Aldean fans? And then they cheer. And I say, well, I have my dream come true with this next song. It's my first cut as a songwriter. Jason cut this one. He had a song out a couple years ago called Any Old Barstool. Y'all remember that one? And usually people will cheer pretty loud. Yeah. And I'll wait for him to kind of die down, and I'll go, I didn't write that. And it usually, you know, it gets people like loosened up pretty good because that's the thing that i learned too after playing all those acoustic gigs and shit it's like that's where that comes from is like you're playing to rooms of people that like don't care that you're there yeah so you have to get their attention somehow if you're funny if you're loud whatever it might be you have to have like it's not good enough to just be like you're up there singing songs yeah your background music so like make them engage with you and so i started doing that and even if you've never heard all out of beer before which I mean, you know, majority of people haven't that, you know, that gets you going, all right, well, what's that song about? You know, what's the, what's that going to be? You know, and um, I'm still super thankful that I have that to my credit at all. Dude, fuck yeah. Um, it's a fucking banger. It's a fucking Jason Aldean cut. That's a good fucking song. It was yeah. a it was a bucket list thing that like I would say probably like probably like one of the first bucket list things that I ever got to like really cross off like something I put on the list and like thought about and like got to do was like an outing cut. And this was also like, like those outing records growing up, me and you have talked about this before. Those B sides were almost cooler than the singles. Dude, that, I mean, Jason outing for me is like easily top three, like him, Luke Bryan and Blake Shelton. Like, especially when I was like really starting to get into music and truly inspired by like the country music genre, you Mm -hmm. know, where like those top those guys were like my top three and even still to this day like I love Aldine he has the same band he's had the same producer like he's everything that you know I aspire to be as a you know as an artist you know and with my own flair to to it of course but like to have an Aldine cut I mean dude fuck who cares if it was I mean you know only thing that matters is you know your 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 pocket might hurt a little less if it's not a single but it's a fucking Jason Aldine cut that you was my I mean? thing too was like I, I've uh, you know. I've never made a dime off that song just with the way that like splits work and the way that publishing deals work and the way things work that people watching don't care about. Like I've never made a dime off all out of beer and I don't care Mm. because it's something that I always wanted to do and I got to do it. Like if I will die with that Aldine cut and nobody can take that away from me, I'm good enough with that. Yeah. You know, I don't care if I make money off that. Yeah, for sure. Um, So what are you doing? Are you, are you writing? Who are you writing with these days? Um, I mean, I know me and you have written together. Man, Everybody, anybody I can. I, um, I just sent you a, a master back. Is that what that is? Yeah. I wanted to ask you, but I didn't know if I wanted to ask you on <clears throat> well, air. I did it with Ben, the, our guitar player. Yeah. Ben. yeah oh, he did it, that? Oh, hell yeah, yeah. He did that. He produced it. Sounds so great. I've got a bunch of songs that he's producing for me, and it's uh, it sounds great, right? It's way better than the first demo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember me and Trey wrote but this that, song. that's Davis. Davis knew that it wasn't going to be like. Yeah. He just was like, let's just get something across. Well, and we loved this. The three of us loved the song <laughs> yeah. that day. Yeah. We were just like, let's make sure that it gets, you know, the sound that it, that it needs. It's called Bet I Can Break It. Maybe I'll leak it on TikTok here for too long. Maybe I'll leak it on TikTok yeah. if you take yeah. too long. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. But dude, my favorite song we wrote together was the first song we yeah, ever wrote same. together. Something out of nothing. And, and that was kind of the first time that we ever like hung out yeah we were ever in the room to get yeah. uh 
Trey slid into my DMs. So uh, yeah. he said he. he hit- well, I was just like, I'm going to use this dick down and down. Like we 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 know each other because Randy, your girlfriend, mm-hmm. was in um, my whiskey miss me video. Love you, babe. Music video. I have a funny story about that too. And uh, you know. And I, I was also wondering if, if when you first met Randy, if you had her saved in your phone as Randy from Red Door. Cause I, did, you no, didn't? I did be not. Because cool. she saved in my phone as Randy Video Girl. <laughs> I love that. Uh, still, actually, even still. Her name in my phone for a long time, for the longest time. Now it's just Randy with a little heart next to it because yeah. I'm, you know, in yeah, love and all that love. shit. Um, but, <laughs> I've been together um, for a minute now, right? Over three years now. Henry look, the Hound, baby. Henry the Hound. <laughs> look, that's right. Look, she's still saved, Randy. That's amazing. <laughs> Randy from the video. Um, her name Did in you my leak phone. Randy's phone number? Her name in my phone for a long time was uh, Randall. Oh, yeah. Like, whenever, like, she's, like, like if she's bothering me or if she's, like, picking at me like she likes to do sometimes, I'll be yeah. like, Randall, knock it off. You she know? hates that, right? No, she loves it. She loves because the name she, Randall. Yeah, cool. it's, it's, it's just something we do. But, yeah, but uh, that was, that was uh, the first, like, I mean, I knew who you were. And, I mean, I obviously knew, you know, some of the stuff that we've talked about here today. But, like, I was just like. You know, when Dick Down in Dallas came out, I was like, man, I'm just going to use this opportunity to, like, fucking write with people that I want to write with. Because, like, for years, I watched people like Clay. You know, Bradley would, like, Bradley Jordan would set people up on rights and stuff. You know, I was like, man, I want Bradley to set me up on rights. But finally, like, when Dick Down in Dallas happened, I didn't, like, not saying that Bradley's never done anything for me because he definitely has. You know, I was just like... You know, I'm not going to bother this guy anymore. Now I'll just, you know, like hit people up on Instagram and see if they want to like, you know, do something. So yeah. I was, you were like, hell yeah, let's do it. So, well, I mean, I, I was a fan already and, you know, like I'd obviously heard Dick Down, but like I, I but heard, I heard Whiskey Miss Me, like even before you had Dick Down, cause Randy was like, Hey, check out this music video that I was in one time. Yeah. It's kind but of, it's like, you, know. you just, you just never know in Nashville though. You know what I mean? Cause like sometimes it's, you know, it's like we can know somebody, but it's like, you know, I, everybody, you know, I think everybody comes here and like has their crew and like, you know, meets up with their people and that's who they write with. And it's nothing like it's nothing to, you know, nobody should be offended if somebody doesn't want to write with you or like, you know, vice versa. You know, it's just like you have your crew, you have your team and, you know, that the people that, you know, you work your ass off with, you know, 100 percent. And and nobody should get mad about it but it also you know it never hurts to ask yeah i tell people all the time like the worst people can say is no yeah like the worst i could have said to you was no i'm good yeah or just not even responded and then you you could just be like all right rager's an asshole i don't need to write with him (laughs) yeah like exactly but like you know for me it was i'll show um, that motherfucker you know (laughs) or whatever and you asked if if i was writing right now and i've just uh kind of been writing for a while the best stuff that i've ever written you know yeah and um when we wrote that song that day our first song together was kind of in the start starting process of me getting to kind of where i am now um man you came in with that song that day and like you i didn't really know what we were going to write that day because yeah, it was the first the, time the, we had met yeah and like the dick first, down in dallas thing going well but on. like first rights are always weird you never really know like what there's I, I never know what to bring into a first write as far as like what kind of song, you know? Yeah. Um, I've always been bad at that uh, because I don't like doing the whole like, well, let's just get something that's good enough and we'll come back to it. Like, or do we want to like really try to like write something really good with yeah. like somebody had just met, you know, how are they feeling about it? There's a whole thing to it. So you came in with that idea that like already had some heart in it and you obviously cared about it. And I was like, all right, Trey's for real. 
Yeah. And, and again, I was already a fan. I already thought so, but like meeting you and like knowing that like you wanted to like tell your story and not be sorry about it was yeah. like the coolest thing for yeah. me. And the fact that you had a, already a group of people around you, like Davis and McKinney and Ella and all these people that like, not just like were buddies of yours, but like believed in you. Like yeah. that was like a really cool thing for me to see. And yeah. I was like, man, I don't have that. Like as far as like me as an artist, you know, I, I don't, Nashville will 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 twist you and turn you up. Oh, I got me. I got to Nashville when I was 19 years old, man. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted to say or sound like a writer or anything like that. I just knew I liked writing country songs. Yeah. I knew I liked singing songs. Um, I needed eight years in Nashville to get where I am now. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't have spent the last eight years anywhere else and then showed up to Nashville and been like, all right, now I'm ready. Like, that's not how that works. They call it a 10-year town because, not because it's going to take you 10 years, but because it's going to take you a lot of time to figure out where you fit. And yeah. like, I feel like writing songs like that with you and then like there's been a handful of other artists that I've been writing some stuff with that like, I'm like, maybe, you know, you never know what your path's going to be. Maybe mine right now is just like, writing a bunch of really cool stuff and figuring out how to tell how I'm trying to figure out how to help people share their stories and tell their yeah. stories. Yeah, dude, I've uh, seen some stuff on social media of like you investing in some of the younger, younger Nashville cats too. And that's really cool. Been right with Jimmy a lot. Jimmy. Yeah. Me and him against Justin cool Holt. stuff. Paxton. Yeah. Paxton P. Paxton dude, P. You know, does Justin ever told you how I met, met him? I feel like we talked about this. Well, it's funny. Yeah. The the one of the first times I went out on the road with y'all, I think we were going to go see Justin play yeah. afterwards. Justin Holt will tell you that I'm responsible for his music career. Is that right? I don't know if it's right or not. <laughs> but I just met him at like a, a frat party. And, um, you know, he, they were like, man, we got a brother that plays music. I was like, cool, we'll take a break tonight and get him up, you know. And then, you know, after that, I gave him my number and I just helped him get gigs and stuff. But you know, I love. I just love Justin because he's like he's gonna work hard. He's gonna try and get better. If you critique him on anything, you know, like he's gonna you know try to make it better. And it's it's pretty cool, man. He's, he's got a he's got a vibe, dude. Yeah, he's like, got a like, vibe. He sit. does his own thing. He it, and he keeps his head down. He doesn't look left or right or worry about what other people's doing. He just does what he does and you know tries to get better at that. And that's I mean I think that's the whole you know like you said this town will twist you and you know tear you up or you know or you know whatever and and you just have to i think that's the way that we survive this crazy life is that you just got to keep your head down and not worry about what other people are doing just do what you do best and you know when i was you know justin's age and and paxton's age uh coming up real young or just being green in nashville i remember worrying about all that kind of stuff what's everybody else doing what's yeah. everybody else on to what's what's uh you know, what event can I go to to make sure that I'm seen and all that? And like, that's what I meant earlier when I said, like, I never enjoyed going out. Like, that was never my thing. I never cared about like walking in the room and being like the most important person. Yeah. Like, I never cared about like going to the industry events and like everybody stops, turns, looks at me and walks my way. Cause I don't want to talk to everybody that yeah, bad. No, you know, yeah, like, Agreed. I don't like people same. that much that I want to be like everybody's favorite person in the room. That was same. never my goal. Same. Um, but I thought that's what an artist was supposed to be. So I worried more about mm -hmm. doing that than I did the stuff I should have been worrying about writing songs, yep. figuring out my, my lane, where I fit my artistry and all that kind of stuff. And um, I mean, if anything these days, man, other than just trying to write songs, I'm just trying to kind of help these younger guys kind of figure out what they're doing too. And so maybe, 
I don't know, maybe some of my wisdom throughout the years, they can, I can save yeah. them the trouble of making the same mistakes I did, you know, and maybe don't. And it's not about like me knowing what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm making this shit up as I go. Well, I think, I think you have a little bit more understanding of what you're doing. Than but you I just, eight years ago. Well, you know? I just, I've, I've been through some things and I've been through some things that I think I can like help other people with. Yeah. You know, like even with you, like, like, you know, if, I tell you all the time, like if there's something you got questions about or whatever, it's like I'm I'm an open book. I love yeah. talking music industry. You're an open scroll, baby. I mean, it, if I, I I gotta do something with all this knowledge I've got yeah. since I got yeah, here. Yeah, for sure. Hey, we got this uh, this segment that we're gonna do. Uh, we, we can't yeah, wait. You, you I read are, them, you're like I the pig wait. of one of our first. You want to read them, Bonner? Yeah, I'll read them. I've read all of Trey's DMs. So I could probably so, guess so if they're uh, it's fake called, or fake. It's called real fake or, fake. or not. Real or fake? Yeah. Re okay. Real so, DM, fake DM. All right. Yeah. So are, uh, are these your DMs? Yes. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I can't wait. Hi, sexy. Will you tase me while you're inside of me? This is where we lose my mother. This is how I looked into intimately into your eyes. Um, wait, wait, what's the second part? I'm about to say, read it will again. You, hi, sexy. Will you tase me while you're inside of me? There's no way that's real. I think it's real. Is it's that real? real? I think real. so. Y'all nasty. It's real. <laughs> Y'all are fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Therapy is, is important. You remember that DM where I was like, what is wrong with people? That's one of those. There's, there's a lot of those yeah. in the archives. Here we go. Number two. Can you wear a pair of my panties on stage and mail them back to me afterwards? I think that's real. It's fake. That's fake? Yeah. See, that's, that sounds more realistic than the taser. <laughs> Tasing while inside of me. I do throw my shirt off at shows. If the crowd earns it, I will throw my shirt off. And sometimes they get into fights the other, over the, the shirt. The other night, I just saw this lady over there. And, like, and your mom was over there. And Wendy her. was in the middle of it. Throw your some bows for the TL no, That's not right. Is your mom wrestling over the shirt? No, my mom wasn't. <laughs> you were doing it right by her, though. Yeah, she was like right in the heart of it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you dating? I will fuck you up. <laughs> I mean, straight to the point, I'm going to stick with real. That's real. That's real. That's real. Yeah. All That's right. Fun. One for two. I think your eyes are pretty cute. It's too safe. That's fake as yeah, fuck. I think that's fake. It's real. It's real. It's real. Yeah. Damn. Damn you, Burrell. I thought it was. I thought That's it was your cute. fault. <laughs> I'd have got that one right. This song gets me going every time. The hub has been getting more hits than normal for me lately. <laughs> you think they're talking about Dick Down in Dallas or what? They got to be, right? Yeah. I don't know. Um, Single again kind of gets me going. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, real. Yeah. yeah it's real. It's real. Yeah. These toes aren't going to suck themselves. Wow. The fuck? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, Is that yours? Be honest with me. <laughs> the truth hurts. <laughs> I hope you got the camera on his face. <laughs> oh, it's on him. <laughs> oh, it's great. Uh, it's fake. It's it sounded <laughs> fake. Mm. I like this segment. Y'all should yeah, keep doing great. this. It's great. Have you ever tried Taco Bell's Mexican pizza? <laughs> me either. <laughs> Wanna fuck? <laughs> It's got to be real. I hope to God that's real. <laughs> it's fake. It's fake. Oh, God damn it. So who made that up? You or Alex? Alex made it up. <laughs> that's great. Somebody, I think this was Alex and Ross. As he was make, eating Mexican pizza today. <laughs> oh, he was eating it today? Oh. I'm sure. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, so whoever uses that first, DM us and let us know. <laughs> Trey's got to read the last one. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I'm winded. Oh, God. <laughs>
Pizza All right, number eight says, uh, Daddy said I could do anything uh, I wanted when I grow up. Can I do you? That's real. That's fake. Uh, Damn, I'm bad at this. Ross made it up. Yeah. I feel like if I spent more those time with those, if I thought about it more, I would have got more right. But For sure. Yeah. That we was, did. We, I mean, we've had some crazy, crazy things. Y'all do, man. Like, I'm like, I, I mean, the Mexican pizza one sounds <laughs> real. I mean, I'm yeah. going to use that one. Yeah. You sure. should. Start sliding in. You should let us know how it goes, too. That's awesome. Yeah. Another one we got, and this was inspired by a, a mishap mistake that I made this weekend. What are the worst things to eat or drink on the road from your experience of being on the road? Because I um, I got done with my driving shift and our buddy- Fried Nick, Oreos. Our, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anything. So, sorry, Rustin. Anything um, fried. Yeah. Um, but I, I ate a pint of Ben and Jerry's um, ice cream. While driving down to Florida, and it was a horrible idea because real shit had to shit. Had to Uber to shit somewhere. I had to Uber to a gas station. When we got there, he shit in. The, didn't you shit in a trash can outside? I had, I, I, yeah, I couldn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, Ben and Jerry's got you that bad. It's Ben and Jerry's, Jerry the, Garcia. Yeah, the Cherry Garcia and the Subway. I was sick for like two. I was not feeling good for like two days. What's in Cherry Garcia? I've never had it. Cherry yeah. chocolate, like all that kind of. We were at the Kid Rock show and Brill was doing his normal hover. He was hovering over me. It's like, oh, I just feel like I got a shit out of can. But what are you, what are your what are your Dude, worst things, Bonner? It was the one when Jordan was with us. Had a kimchi sandwich at a vegan restaurant. It tasted great, and I was like, I don't feel so good. <laughs> I was like, but I'm too embarrassed to tell everybody what I ate. You so. know the the Ben burritos it loves. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Last time I ate one of those, I ended up in the in the emergency room. So. <laughs> really? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. The yeah, emergency one, room? Yeah, it was when I still had my gallbladder. Damn. Did you hear about the show where I ate fried Oreos? And uh, ended up in the hospital. I ended up with having a gallbladder attack on stage in Ruston, Louisiana. And I had to, I was like, I was going off the back of the stage, throwing up, coming back up, singing up, throwing up. And then I was like, finally got in the talk back. When we got halfway through the set, I was like, start dick down in Dallas. Started it, played it. I rushed off the stage. They took me to the ER. Yeah. You were you were running off stage, throwing up, running back on stage, yeah. saying, "Yeah, well, yeah, the, yeah like the guys were soloing, rock and rocking fucking roll." Dude, I'll show you pictures. Awesome. I'm gonna pull I mean, pictures. Dude, the crowd was lit. I was trying to give him a show. I mean, I don't need pictures know? of him throwing up. Oh, I don't have that picture, but he's like taking his shirt off and he's like not there. <laughs> you yeah. can see yeah, his, his face. And then, yeah, we the owner of the club, uh, the Revel, Revelry in Ruston, Louisiana. We loaded him into the back of the SUV and took him to the hospital. And he was uh, like, if you've ever had gallbladder problems, yeah, it is it is like a Kidney stone, but ten times worse. Yeah, I mean, this looks bad. You got to be careful with some of that fast food out there, man. That's the toughest thing about. Like, I've had some barbecue fuck me up pretty bad. Yeah, every town has like the best barbecue in the world. (laughs) Anything that says the best barbecue, like in the world or whatever, venues like we got you guys some barbecue. God (laughs) damn it, not again. Yeah, (laughs) fucking crockpot. If you see best barbecue in the world, like run. It's not. Did you ever play the Grizzly Rose? One time. Dude, they gave us like chicken wings and shrimp. That food was fire, dude. I was so grateful that it wasn't. Uh, that was pretty high, but it was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Colorado. Yeah. yeah. Good times. When in Rome. When in Rome, yeah. Yep. And then, um, no, we could do a uh, fan, of, fan of the week. Trey Grant? Week. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think we could start calling fan of the week uh, Randy Adams of the week. Randy Adams of the week. I think that's fair. Oh, yeah, you yeah. even know who Randy yeah. is. I know Randy. Randy's Absolutely. a fucking goat. Bless you, Randy Adams. Yeah. 
I hope you run 10 miles tomorrow. Yeah, if, if you're a new artist and there's nobody listening to your music, look up Randy Adams and send it to send it to him. If he, he likes will. it, he will listen to and it. And if he day. doesn't, you I suck. I was going to say, if Randy like, don't like it, you suck. Yeah. Think yeah, of something else yeah, to do. Yeah. He, will, he will support you. But tell okay, everybody yeah, about Trey Grant a little if you bit. Pull, if you pull up your phone and it says uh, one person listening to your music right now, you can bet on it that yeah. it's Randy Adams. It's Randy Adams. Yeah. Yeah. Legend. Um, Trey Grant is a guy that we met at the barn in San, Sanford, Florida. And, um, man, he like that night we played there, you know, I mean, how it is on the road, like when we first starting out and I mean, you know, this, like sometimes you play shows and they're sold the fuck out and sometimes you play them and there's, there's nobody there, you know, and there was probably was about 150, 50 people there. I don't so, know. It, it was, was like, it was a low number. Yeah. It was lower than it, lower than it, lower probably, than it probably should have been, Yeah, you know, but they had just more the night before. So, you know, I mean, yeah, like yeah. how are you going to compete with that? And, um, so, but I met him that night, and then I get. I think sometimes I follow fans back on Instagram because, like, why not? You know what I mean? If they're sure. if they're gonna share my shit and like, you know, I'd rather be friends with them than you know on social media than just some guy that you know wants to be my friend because it's cool or something. You Absolutely, know? yeah. So because uh, you get that blue check. Yeah, I followed him back, and and uh, we just stayed in contact. And dude, he's been to like seven shows. He's driven like. He's driven over 10 hours to come to a show before. He came to Birmingham, my hometown show. New Year's Eve here, Nashville. New Year's Eve in Nashville. Like, he's just he's just an awesome, good dude, you know? Hell yeah. And, uh, you know, there's there's just things like that. Like, yeah. the, other, the other night we had him on the bus, and he wanted to FaceTime this girl and, like, you know, show that he, like, knew me. And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> if it's going to help you get laid, yeah. fuck it. I was going to say, get him laid. <laughs> yeah. Um. You need people like that, man. Yeah. You got to have people like that. Yeah. Hey, I, fig I figured out um, Alex was supposed to send these to me and like filter through them. But yeah. we do a would you rather because I found this site. Okay. You didn't send cool. them to me. So, Alex, I'm sorry. Make the edits if um, I get too crazy with these. But I looked up um, inappropriate would you rather questions. Okay. And this is what the internet gave me. Um, sorry, mom. Yeah. Would you rather lick peanut butter off your best friend's nipples or have, <laughs> or have your pet lick peanut butter off your nipples? Sorry, Trey. I'm licking it off of you. <laughs> That's a high five right there. <laughs> I feel like I don't have any animals, but Ella and my roommates have animals. I feel like they lick stuff off off me the whole all the time, you know, like when I'm eating. So yeah, I'm gonna have to go with. I think Henry the Hound's got me on that one. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Oh, geez, these are really bad. Um, would you rather have forks for fingers or balls under your chin? <laughs> forks for fingers. <laughs> Chicken tendies. Yeah, I, I, force your fingers sounds way more. <laughs> well, efficient. here's the thing: like I already have a double chin, but my beard kind of covers that up. And if they were the size of my balls, like nobody would be, would yeah. notice. Yeah, they wouldn't notice. <laughs> so it would be all right. Would you rather smell like body odor for a year or have terrible acne for six months? <laughs> I'd rather have terrible acne. Probably acne. Yeah, acne for six months. Yeah. Yeah, there's it's nothing all, worse than smelling bad. Yeah, there's nothing worse than smelling bad. And plus, too, like if you have acne on your face, you can still have a pretty good personality and yeah. still get laid. Everybody you know? has everybody has. Like, that's the only reason cares with me is for my personality. You know? <laughs> Damn sure ain't the looks. It looks like a melted ice cream cone naked. You know. So. Speaking of naked, would you rather watch your parents have sex every day for the rest of your life or join in once to make it stop? Oh man, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's a tough one. That's Sorry, a, Alex. God damn it. <laughs> I want to hear Bonner's answer on this because oh, I don't have one. Oh, Jordan, don't Jordan doesn't I, get the I, comment because his mom's watching. I don't have an answer, answer in this one. 
God damn. Just, I don't one, know. just once and it's all over. Yeah, might as die. <laughs> I don't know. I don't last long, so. Pump what would you do, Baru? I'm asking the questions here. Yeah, yeah if you got to answer, you're you fine. Gotta answer. Would you rather lick no, a homeless man's toe or chew no, a piece no. of table gum? We yes. got we to discuss this. We got to discuss this. That's what we're here to do. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'm I'd, trying to really think it out in my head what I would do. It's a tough conundrum. It's a, it, all right, so, would it, so your mom just got married, so it would really be technically your stepdad. And yeah. Oh, no. So, I mean, that's, you know, you and him aren't blood related, so it would only be weird on like one side. Yeah, that's what know? makes it weird. Yeah. You're good. Are you in a Oh, geez. Would you rather drink a gallon of mayo or a gallon of ketchup? Oh, mayo for sure. Ooh. Fuck that. Ketchup. <laughs> Ketchup for sure. Ketchup for sure. Oh, here's a good one. This is very topical. Would you rather poop your pants every time someone said your name or have maggots come out of your nose every time you sneeze? Well, I shit myself every other week, so let's go with that. <laughs> What's the last time? Where's December 22nd, I went to the Walmart in Berry Hill and bought new shorts and took off my pants in the parking lot and wiped my ass. In the line? No, I took them off in the Barry Hill, yeah, and just butt ass naked. What was the question again? It was, would you rather poop your pants every time someone said your name, or have maggots coming out of your nose every uh, time you sneeze? Yeah, I don't know. Jesus, this one's still kind of fucked up too. Would you rather wear someone else's poop stained underwear or use someone else's toothbrush? Well, I, dude, I've used somebody wait, else's wait, toothbrush before. Again? Would so. you rather wear someone else's poop stained underwear or use someone else's toothbrush? Toothbrush for sure. Um, I, me and Carrie use each other's toothbrush yeah, all the time. Saying, yeah, it's not weird. Me and Karen and Randy. Damn it! Now I gotta thing. find one more that's really fucked up. Yeah, that's though. normal. Um, would you rather get slapped in the face every time you thought about sex or sneeze const- or sneeze continuously while having sex? <laughs> That's a great one. Say it again now. Would you rather get slapped in the face every time you thought about sex or sneeze continuously while having sex? So like you're fucking and you're sneezing or you're thinking about it and you're getting smacked. Yeah, I would rather just get slapped or whatever. I'd rather get slapped so I could enjoy Cause, it. Cause we, I mean, we're men. We think about sex a lot. Yeah. yeah. Hell, get slapped. They might turn me on. Honor, honor, gonna slap. <laughs> so people learn to that. Yeah. Um. So back to Whiskey Wednesdays. You still doing that? Yeah. So every Wednesday. Well, every Wednesday is 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 being generous. I've I've missed a couple. It's it's just as much as I can do it. Yeah. Um. It started out as like a pandemic thing where, yeah. you know, we can't play real shows, so I'll just set my phone up and we'll do a little you know living room concert for. You You're know, pretty consistent on it. Though. I try to be just because people really like it. And yeah. it's a great outlet for me to try new songs. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the things I learned quickest about Nashville that I didn't really love was that like, you know, when you're writing as much as I was and I still am, like you just you're having songs coming out of your ears that you're pouring your heart and soul into. And like then they just either go by the wayside or they get shelved for a while. Some of them you never even think about again. And that sucks yeah. for me. So I was think I was trying to think of like ways to you know make country sad again well that but also <laughs> just like give these songs like a chance to like be heard yeah. like you never know what might happen i learned from my youtube cover days like you you just never know mm-hmm. it's it's worth the shot like the dm we were talking about yeah. it's like it's worth the ask yeah you 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 won't know if it works or not if unless you do it so you know i i had a i had a different youtube series for a while called work in progress sessions where i would do basically what I was doing with the acoustic, you know, cover stuff, but it was original songs yeah. and it was like way better produced. It was and, like, uh, kind of like how they do on TikTok now where they're like, you think I should finish this song? And it's already finished. A little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's always, it's already mastered. You it's, know? Yeah. I was going to say, it's yeah. like ready to be released by the way, when yeah. you see that. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, man, it was uh, Whiskey Wednesdays or Whiskey Nights just ended up becoming like a, a fun thing for me to do on Wednesdays. Uh, it started out like just to get through the pandemic and it ended up becoming like kind of a thing that I do because people still show up. Like, yeah. you know, that's kind of why I'm still doing it. It's like as long as there's still yeah. people that log on and actually want to watch me sing a couple songs every Wednesday, then I'll keep doing it. Yeah, dude. And your TikToks are hilarious. <laughs> Uh, the I appreciate one, it. I like the one where you're like uh, uh, the co-writers, every co-write in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, I got to go to her like, you know. Bullshit. You go, uh, to the, you go to the bathroom and come back and be like, so y'all finished? Yeah, you that? guys done with it yet? Yeah. Jeez. I did one the other day. It was a genuine, um, I got done with a song with, with Jimmy. And yeah. I look at the lyric sheet and I go, I think that's a song. And like, as I said it, I was like, God dang it, man. That's... <laughs> That's yeah, like that's you've I, done I all it. of them. You cover them all. Everybody has. We've all said them. Yeah. Every one of us has said them. Has uh, TikTok helped you in releasing music? You think you feel like? No, but I also like haven't um, like tried all that much. Yeah. If I'm being honest, um, yeah. you know, because when I I mentioned coming to Nashville and signing a deal really quickly, I didn't really get the chance to like write and 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 hone my craft yeah. like some people get to do in yeah. nashville and so when i started 2022 because you're always on tour you're just busy man it's just that's a lot the the analogy i use when i tell i tell people this is like when i got to nashville i hit the ground running i took off in in a direction and i never put my head back up mm-hmm. i just i just ran as hard as i could doing everything that i could mm-hmm. and then it wasn't until the pandemic that i finally stopped and i mean i was, I was forced to stop and like go am i enjoying how I'm doing it. Yeah. Am I going in a direction that I even care about going in at all, much less like it, Yeah, you know? And um, I mentioned songwriting. It's like, it's, it's, that's my thing. That's, that's the most important thing for me is songwriting. It all starts with a song and I know that's a cliche, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I moved to Nashville to do. And 2022 was the first time that I started a year with no obligation other than just, I'm just going to write songs. And, you know, the year's going by really fast because I'm just writing a lot, but mm-hmm. it's been so much fun, man, because I'm writing the best stuff that I've ever written. And uh, I don't know when my next go around is going to come as far as like when I get to release more stuff. It's not going to be super long. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't like, you know, like me giving up on myself or anything. If anything, it's me betting on myself even more because yeah. I'm just stockpiling a bunch of songs that people are going to absolutely love whenever yeah. I get a chance to put them out. That's great, man. That's awesome. I'm, I understand what you're saying. Like, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm touring a lot right now, and it's been uh, it's been fun. I mean, I'm grateful for it, but it's like, you know, I got back yesterday at 1 o'clock, and I had to be up to go right this morning, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I'm, 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 you know, we both have publishing deals, and, and you know, I'm at Sony, and I'm, I'm grateful for it, but sometimes it's, you know, sometimes I, like, I moved to Nashville to learn how to write songs better. You know, I wanted to move here to learn how to say what I wanted to say in three minutes. And I feel like I'm, I'm getting better at it, but like sometimes I feel like uh, my writing like lacks because I'm doing all this other stuff and I'm grateful to be an artist. But when I moved here, I initially thought that the artist career was over, you know, sure. Being 30 years old and like, you know, all, you know, my friends are Ella, JB, Maxwell, they're like 25 and under, right you now. And then God shows me real quick that, hey, man, you still got a little left. So 
I love how you how you turned TikTok into something too. You know, yeah. I, I hear people every day in Nashville bitch about you know like I don't want to get I don't want to be on TikTok. I don't want to do TikTok. But it's like, it's dude, like, why not? You just, know what I mean? You you don't have to like. I think they just still have this like weird idea that like you have to like sell yourself out to like make it work on there and like i don't feel like that's true it's at like, all fuck it if a cringy video makes 10 more people yeah. listen to my song then like fuck it absolutely it. Does, does, does it remind you at all of the vine thing because you were here when when the vine stuff was happening was nashville buzzing like every artist had to be going on vine or is because for me i i don't think was it that like as big as tiktok is i don't know that it was as big as tiktok because the the biggest thing that tiktok had going for it was the pandemic like the like Vine existed in a world where shows still happen. Like was Luke Bryan posting on Vine? I don't think so, but Luke Combs was. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. The guys coming up were, yeah, right? So but I, the establishment wasn't, whereas uh, now the establishment is posting on TikTok. Yeah, and, and I don't think Vine was like the be all end all like um some people think TikTok is these days. Um it was a it was a great way. It was kinda like like me on YouTube is like like me on YouTube is not like a be all end all of like my music career, but like it did get eyes on me. So like any little bit helps. I never yeah. understood why people would like look at like just a golden opportunity or just an opportunity in general and just be like, nah, I'm good. I don't need that. Yeah, man. I just think that the game is always changing. Mm -hmm. You know? And it's like I, I met up with this guy. He's he's here in town. His name's Jake Blue. He's a country artist. We wrote a song. Um, I just kind of like actually first time I well I met him through Priscilla and the first time I ever like really I saw a thing he was on Bobby Bones he had this song he wrote about his girlfriend that passed away and when they were in high school and like it's badass it's a great song but um I was just like man I love this guy like his work ethic like reminds me of like you know he works hard and like but nobody really knows who he is you know mm -hmm. I was like fuck it I'm just gonna write a song with him we actually met up over here on like a Monday or some shit, and we wrote this song, and I was like, dude, put this song out. Fuck it. I'll feature on it. You know, I think it's cool. But today yeah. we got together to do uh, to do some content for the song that's coming out. It's called Hank Thing. And uh, and uh, we were sitting there, and I was, you know, he was like, man, I hate doing TikTok stuff. I always feel like I'm, like, you know, being cringy or whatever. I'm like, fuck it, man. You can't worry about that. But, I mean, I feel like – it gives artists an opportunity, you know, especially that don't have like much. Like I remember back in the day putting out a song, you know, like even the song that Randy was in, you know, uh, you know, and like, you know, use your friends and family listen to it. But if you can post a video on TikTok or, or any kind of social media, fa Facebook is another thing that people forget about. Yeah. Whatever she sees in me went viral on there. It got like fucking 1.5 million views, you know. And it's Bunch like of mamas a, on Facebook. Yeah, but yep. it's a whole different demographic, you know what I mean? It's like if you can use social media to make people listen to your music, people that don't know you, I mean, why not do it? It's just another you know? medium. It's another way, you yeah. know. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a – firm believer of every gig matters yeah and you know you never know who it's kind of, it's the same thought process it's like yeah you might play a show where there's five people there i've played shows where there's less yeah but maybe you impress that one person enough to go tell 10 other people about you maybe the next time you come to that town there's you know 10 extra people TikTok and the internet and social media work the exact same way. Same thing. It's it's if you post, you know, this video, that video, this song, that song, like that that's just more eyes that could be on your product. I'll never forget, man, I was playing a Tin Roof Birmingham has this thing called Birmingham Born that they do. Mm -hmm. And I played like the early slot during the day. And I was up there playing, there was probably like, I don't know, 
20 people there and they were all eating their food and they didn't give a fuck. I mean, I, I could have been standing on the stage pulling my nipples and picking my nose and nobody would have gave a shit. But I'm in there and I'm just playing. I was like, fucking, for the last hour, I'm just going to play nothing but originals. And back then, my original songs were not it, you know? <laughs> I mean, Bonner may say different. Country, I actually like Country it. Boy Crazy, baby. <laughs> country Boy Crazy. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, I just like played them. And then when I got done, this guy, France, uh, Francisco Vidal, do you know him? That sounds familiar. Yeah, he's just like this guy. He, he worked for Tin Roof for a while, but he also was like a independent like promoter. And uh, he came up to me. He's like, "Dude, I love your stuff." Like, you know. And at that time, we were only playing Birmingham Tin Roof, and we were playing all the bars in Birmingham. And sure. he's like, "I book all the Tin Roofs." And right at the same time, like one of the GMs came by. I was like, "And he has a band. They're badass." And that's how I ended up on the Tin Roof circuit. You nice. Know? And I did that shit for six years, going to all the different Tin Roofs. And playing all those. But I, I just firm believer, like you said, like there's no such thing as a dead end gig. You just have to show up and do your best. And you when know? it comes to like doing the, the the TikTok stuff and the internet, the the the, the thing that I always like, because I get in my head about stuff like that yeah. too, just like we all do. The, the fact of the matter is, is like nobody ever made it trying to look cool. Yeah. Like if you're more worried about like trying to look cool on the internet, like I don't want to do that. That doesn't look cool. Then go the fuck home. Like you're yeah. already missing the point. Yeah. Like. That's like, no, you've never, you've never seen anybody make it. Like think of like the coolest artist that you can possibly think of. I promise you they didn't try to look cool. I think more people are scared of the, you know, the rejection part of it. And I think that that's, you know, it goes back to like, you know, what you were saying earlier is like, you know, sliding into somebody's DMs to ask them if they were right. The worst thing that can happen is somebody can say no, or the worst thing that can happen is people saying no and it doesn't, you know, get like... You know, your video doesn't get views or people don't see it, but you'll never know if you don't try. Yeah, yeah. and you're not going to impress everybody. Yeah. You're, you're, my music isn't for everybody. Your music isn't for everybody, but I will not apologize for putting it out for the people that it is for. Exactly. Amen. I agree. Hello. I agree. Jordan Rager, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Thanks for coming on our podcast. Thanks dude. for having me, buddy. I've been wanting to do a DM Monday since dude, y'all like, started here. doing this. So. I feel like it was pretty good, you know, except for that little segment. Just tell your mom to just skip through that. I'm just, yeah, just like <laughs> McElwain will give me like a timestamp and I'll just be like, hey, mama, like just don't listen to like this much of it, you know. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We forgot to mention uh, the fuck, shirt. Fuck Matt Burrell shirt. They're so. coming back. I get hit up every day. People asking me for it. Yeah, my stuff got mine yet. Me and Jordan are the same size. I know we so did. I have to borrow his. I know we did. Yeah, you do. You got to cut the sleeves off yours, though. I like. I could do that. <laughs> yeah. Also, oh, yeah. Well, man, thanks for coming on, and um, we'll see y'all uh, next time. Thank y'all for watching the DM Monday podcast. Please uh, subscribe, share it with a friend, leave a review, whatever. Peace out. She sees in me Had a heartbreak Took it real bad Ended up six months in a rehab Sober was a hard thing Till I found a six string Still wish daddy could have seen that Yeah, but mama did